This is the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord. And you're listening to the Gospel of the Lord and the homily of Reverend Angelo Satino, pastor of Nativity of Our Lord Parish in Warminster, Pennsylvania. According to Luke. The people were filled with expectation, and all were asking in their hearts whether John might be the Christ. John answered them all, saying, I am baptizing you with water, but one mightier than I is coming. I am not worthy to loosen the thongs of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. After all the people had been baptized, and Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. So today we celebrate this feast of the baptism of Jesus. And with the celebration of this feast, we end the liturgical season of Christmas. Tomorrow, the nativity scene will come down. The gold banners and the gold trim altar cloths will be put away. The white vestments will go in the closet and green will become our color because green is the liturgical color for ordinary time and Christmas the celebration liturgically is over last night a lady in the church said to me after mass father I'm so happy that the nativity scene is here this week I thought it would have been put away she said I find such peace just looking at that and thinking about Jesus' coming. She said, now I'll look forward to next Christmas, to seeing it again. And my thought was this. I had said to the maintenance people, you can take down everything in the church for Christmas except the manger scene. Because Sunday, the baptism of the Lord, is the close of the Christmas season. And the last thing that I want in your memory from the celebration of Christmas is not your favorite present, or your favorite party, or the chaos of getting ready. But the last thing I want you to ponder throughout the year is this scene of the birth of Christ, our Savior. He is the gift of Christmas. What does Jesus' baptism have to say to us? First of all, Jesus did not need to be baptized. He is without sin because he is God in the flesh. 
in one of the Gospels, not the one we read today, but in another, John the Baptist is reluctant to baptize Jesus. Because as he says in today's Gospel, I'm only baptizing you with water. But Jesus will come and baptize with the Holy Spirit. And so in one of the Gospels, John is saying, no, you should be baptizing me. And Jesus says, just do it. Because he wanted to be an example to the people of his day of the importance of that sacrament. That we need to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the only begotten Son of God. You and I are adopted sons and daughters of God. We are born of the flesh. He was born of the Spirit. But when we are baptized, we are reborn in the Spirit of God, which the Holy Spirit brings to us in that sacrament. Jesus, in this gospel today, hears a voice. And in this gospel, only Jesus hears it. You are my beloved son. With you, I am well pleased. And when we are baptized with the Holy Spirit, the same thoughts of God rest on us. We are his beloved sons and daughters. And in us, he is well pleased. After the baptism of Jesus, he begins his public ministry. The ministry that he came here for. To fulfill the Father's will. To bring about knowledge to the people of God's presence and God's love. And he came in the flesh so that we might understand clearly how much God loves us. How God is present with us. And how it is God who gives us strength for the journey and the hope of everlasting life. So next Sunday and then the Sundays coming up, we'll be reading stories about the public ministry of Jesus. Baptized and sent. And we are baptized and sent to fulfill the will of the Father. What did Jesus do that gave him the ability to fulfill all the Father called him to do and ask of him? Because his life was filled with turmoil, ridicule, suffering, rejection, and death. And yet to the very end, his intent was to fulfill God's will. If you notice in the Gospels, Jesus, no matter how busy he is, takes the time to pray to the Father. Many of the Gospels tell us where he went off to a deserted place to pray. In today's Gospel, it tells us Jesus had also been baptized and was praying. His intimate relationship with the Father is what gave him strength to do what needed to be done in his life and ministry, to fulfill God's will. Two things that we need to follow in example. 
to give good example and be a role model and to fulfill our calling by God by being in intimate relationship with God through prayer. My brothers and sisters, it is not easy to be a good Christian or a good Catholic in this world we live in. Like Jesus, we will suffer ridicule and rejection at times. We need divine assistance. As we accept more responsibilities in our lives, we need more assistance than what we have as human beings. To be a productive, good person in the world today and to give example of what it means to be a beloved son or daughter of God, we need divine assistance. To be a good husband or a good wife, we need divine assistance. To be a good parent, we need divine assistance. To be a good priest or a good religious, we need divine assistance. We need to stay in intimate union with God every day to draw the strength we need to do what we're called to do on any given day. Father McConan and I were having a conversation the other night in the rectory about prayer. Father has a, a great and a very deep and sincere prayer life that has enlightened me. And he said, you know, notice sometimes people and even priests are very busy doing good things, but they don't pray as much as they should. We can do all kinds of good things, and they can be all kinds of ulterior motives. I want to look good. I want to present myself as holy. Or I just want to make myself feel good. But are we doing the will of God? We need, like Jesus, to be in prayer daily, asking God to make us faithful to his will for us in whatever role we have in this world. And so your presence and the presence of our good people every week here at Mass gives me a boost. Your faith inspires me. But let me ask you this. Other than coming to Mass, are you in intimate union with God each day? Coming to Mass really is fulfilling an obligation. That could be the only reason you're here. And some people even come to Mass and don't pray there. Do you pray each day? Do you have an intimate union with God? My brothers and sisters, those of us who are older have an obligation to be an example to the younger people around us. Children learn what they live. And if they live with the example of a person in union with God, they learn that. And if they don't, 
they learn that. So like Jesus saying to John, no, baptize me. Because I need to give this example to the people. I say to parents all the time, you no longer live your faith only for yourself. You live it as an example to your children. To help them to build that intimate union with the Lord. And we all live it as an example to those around us, even adults, even older than us, who may not have established that relationship firmly yet. So what does Jesus' baptism have to do with us? As him, we are beloved sons and daughters of God. As him, we are called to a particular role in God's plan for salvation. Like him, God has a will for us. Like him, we are to be an example of beloved sons and daughters to those around us. And in order to do all of that, we need to pray regularly. We need to be in relationship with God. So, maybe if I said this to you in a humble way, or a falsely humble way, you would say, that's not me. God saying to you, you are my beloved son, you are my beloved daughter, with whom I am well pleased. You need to think that you are, because you are. And if you think that you're not, then maybe you need to try harder.